that. <laughs> uh, where is everybody? I thought you guys sold out. Was there a, uh, a panic and everyone ran out? <laughs> it doesn't start till Wednesday. Oh shit! No wonder I've been just sitting in front of my TV. <laughs> uh, what do you? Actually, oh, that's not true. That's not true. The age group starts tomorrow, Tuesday. It does start tomorrow. The age group, and what do you mean by age group? You mean no? I mean tomorrow. Tomorrow is Monday. So the age group starts on Tuesday, so two days, so now not tomorrow. And age group is old people or young people? Everyone. It's old. It's young. It's uh, also adaptive this year. Age group and adaptive. Okay. And um, isn't it weird to say old and they're only like, it starts at 35. Who said old? I did. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's weird that you say old. It is weird. And and you got people like Hobart, Zach Forrest, um, Kyle Casper Bauer. You got just beasts in there. I know. 35-39 division is stacked. Your boy you Dan mean, Bailey's in that division, too. Uh, who? <laughs> Dan Bailey, the guy who used to sleep on your couch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember him. I didn't know he was still around. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you ever watch the Masters or the kids or the, what did you call it, the modified? adapted yeah i uh during the past few years of games it's been hard because they overlapped at the same time the individuals and teams we're going but since we're going back to it we're using a different format this year where the masters will start on tuesday back out tuesday for sure okay age groups so you will be there in and out do you get to enjoy any of the competition enjoy is the key word yes i enjoy it when i see it successfully I, when I see it played out successfully towards how I envisioned it and towards how I test programmed it and for what intent I created it for. So that's when I see enjoyment. When I see it flowing correctly, when I see it being a good test, when I see it being a good visual, when I see it all coming together, that's what I enjoy. Yeah, because I remember, I'm trying to think of a good <sighs> metaphor here, but in the years that I was there, any any event I was there, you were not looking at the same thing I was looking at. I would be watching the competition and you were like, you, you, you're more like a, a person who's like, a, a, what are those people called? Florists, people who arrange flowers. You seem more like that. I'm looking for uh, the correct execution of the workout. The judge is doing the right thing. The bar is in the right places. The floor playing. I'm looking for it all just coming together. Uh, we, we have a plan for it before we even do it. And I want that's happening once it started you used to um because of the position i was in there was a lot of um back and forth between us and and you could say i think it would be very fair to say there was a lot of tension between us my team and the media and and you guys running the show there was a lot of tension in terms of placement like you would be yelling at us you would oh yeah, yeah, to yeah, go yeah somewhere. we would try to oh push yeah, the boundaries yeah. our events are unlike most of the other events you see a lot of the events in this space, a lot of the other CrossFit events, are very liberal with their bring uh, of cameramen to be on the floor. Uh, we have a fixed number of cameramen on the floor, and we have specific places we want them to be. And uh, that line, very, we, we don't waver on that. And that's something I really push hard for on my events because, you know, it can, you can look down at a floor and see bodies everywhere already you see bodies everywhere much less adding additional cameramen adding cameramen doing those fucking zoom in i'm so over all these 
experienced and budding cameramen in CrossFit <laughs> are fucking doing these ridiculous zoom-ins. Like, and they think they're fucking being artists and shit. Um, so look, I'm not looking for that in our events. I don't really like seeing cameramen getting in between athletes, cameramen. And I've seen it happen where they get in the way of athletes. So we have clear guys, broadcast cameras, and then on the number of um, essentially humanity or behind the scenes or additional camera men. Uh, you, guys do not, you guys do not do behind the scenes. So be careful with your, just <laughs> throwing out terminology like that. Uh, uh, when was the last time we did a behind the scenes? 2017. Um, let me, I, I want to go back to that about your critique of the cameraman. But first I want to ask you this other question. In the years past, you have been very, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because as being in the media, you want to get close. You're always trying to push the rules of what Dave Castro and team will allow you to do. But on the other hand, you've always kept the pit so amazingly clear. The media access that we did have was amazing. You gave us the front row seat and you didn't let any like VIPs or anyone else in there. It was strictly for media. Are you still that strict about the pits? Is it still a great place for a photographer or a video guy? <laughs> Uh, are absolutely a great fit for the filmographers and for the video guys. Really what is like on the floor access. On the floor access is super controlled. Pits and around that, we have great areas for the um, for the videographers. I'm a note of the pits. We've had requests lately for special access for people to get and view from there. That's another thing that's different with our event versus other events. Um, the, the pits aren't a viewing area. The pits are they, and the people inside the pits, I'm looking at them now, are either doing scoring or they're doing judging or um, part of the team running the event um, roles, but it's not an area to spectate from. And so, what do you mean people wanted access? You mean like Danica Patrick's or Tom Brady's or, <laughs> or, or WWE wrestlers? Danica's like never asked, actually, she's never asked for, she comes to the games every year and she access. And Danica, honestly, is arguably probably the most famous person who comes to the games. And no, since she's, she's, on, and she's, she's, she's only 4'6", she wouldn't be in the way. She's, uh, she's a, I don't know, is she a household name? I mean, I almost think she doesn't quite know if that's true, but she's very popular in the world, in, this, in the U.S. And, uh, I know her and more she from just, the GoDaddy campaign than from her car racing. <laughs> Maybe, maybe most do, but that's also still a piece of her popularity. Um, it's but she never asked for pit access. It, it, it's interesting that you critique the camera work because um, you're not a cameraman, but yet um, there's also people who critique um, your um, cutting of athletes, um, you know, after nine events. There's people who critique the events you choose. So I guess it goes both ways, right? You don't stay in your lane and the fans don't stay in their lane. Well, the difference is I'm not getting on social media and screaming about the cameramen <laughs> and the, how they do their job. That's the difference. Or, or complaining or comments or making a big deal about it. When I have an issue with the cameraman, what am I doing, Savon? I'm going Just, to the fucking cameraman and I'm telling him, hey. No, you send over floor. one of your fucking goons and they go, hey, Dave <laughs> says if you want to stay in the event, you bet he better not see you standing there again. <laughs> Okay. I would be told that even when I was the executive media director of CrossFit, you'd send over a thug and warn me I'm going to get kicked out. Uh, um, that's good. Tremblay or Scuds? I know it's early, but do you have Scuds. any regrets in putting in the rookie, Allison Scuds, as the uh, DTC demo team captain? 
Uh, she's not a rookie. She was on the demo team a few years ago, two or three years ago. And uh, so this is her second time on the demo team. But no regrets putting her as a DPC. Helped me test a lot in uh, Aromas, and she really worked hard, and she really took initiative, and she uh, had a lot of characteristics and and um, points of a leader that I like to see, and I appreciated that. That so I wanted to give. It's a gamble, and it was a gamble I'm happy with making. That she deserves the role. So, you were you were always notorious. Part of your um, reputation at CrossFit was always to promote uh, within and to give people opportunity that uh, maybe other people didn't believe in. You you really believed in people, and so you, you know you're living up to that. But you're also it's very, interesting um, on that believing in people. I'm inter- I it's believing in them and believing also in giving them the chance to rise up to rise to the occasion. And I think oftentimes we sometimes don't allow people the opportunity to rise to the occasion or fall and take that chance on, on people more so than I think others sometimes. And on that note, I warn all of you who have aspirations to work close to Dave. Um, he is a prickly cactus. And if you do work closely with them, be prepared for super-duper high levels of expectations. I'll ask you again about Allison Scuds as the week goes on, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see. The well, you're making up. an assumption. Uh, regular, we're going to do this on a regular basis. I'm kind, of, <laughs> I'm kind of wavering on that concept, but we can play it. We'll play it by ear. Um, what was the, Don't call what, me. I'll call you. I, I know. I know the rules. Um, what is um, – what, has there been any fallout since this announcement of cuts? Do you have any regret? Are you, are you taking any heat? No regret. The heat I've taken has been the seen and talked about online. Um, it's interesting. People are very passionate about the sport, love the sport, and the athletes, and they have their ideal expression of it. And when their ideal or their ideal or their way of things should or their way their perception of how things should be done it's not working that way they get really emotional and uh, in the case of some of these athletes and coaches and whoever um yeah it's like it doesn't comport with their vision should go down and that's you know the real world this is real life they don't um they don't and they don't understand everything that's going on and they don't understand why those things need to happen and, uh, and people get emotional. It's all right to get upset and emotional about things, but um, to say uh, reckless things or to say, to plant this seed, like I said, like it did, that it's uh, a way of uh, disrespecting athletes. Again, I said yesterday I wouldn't tolerate that. Tolerate that. I, don't, I won't accept that for a second because it has nothing to do with disrespect, disrespecting athletes. But people get, people get upset over things. Not, and, and here's the thing. You go to a basketball game, and you know exactly what you're fucking getting. You go to a football game, you know exactly what you're getting. You go to the uh, the Olympics and events, most events at the Olympics, you know exactly what you're getting. You go to a cross the CrossFit game. Every year it is changing. Every year the events are changing, the tests are changing, the format is changing. And so that's what I'm saying. Like this for months, we've known we we're gonna have cuts and it was gonna go down. And um, and last year we had cuts. We had cuts because of really because of what was we had to cut down to five the year before in 2019 we had cuts there was a span three or four years where we didn't have cuts and then before that 
we cut every year. So cuts have been pretty routine part of this event. Now you get here or you hear there's cuts and you're really upset because in your mind as an athlete, as a coach, as a fan, I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't like, that's not my ideal of how I expected this event to go down. And so it's disruptive uh, of their idealistic view of the, how the competition. It, it's, it's, you should almost think as like, again, I, I don't, I just don't want to feel like I'm hitting this and beating this up. Wednesday, they do four or five events. Four, I think it is. Five, whatever. Thursday, they have off. Friday, they have a full day of competition. And then we drop 20. It's not that big of a deal. It's really not. They're getting nine events. They're getting more events than than you would at a semifinal. Um, you, one quick thing, note here, some feedback for you, some constructive criticism. I don't mind if you gesticulate with your right hand, but the one that's holding the camera, try not to like gesticulate with that one because um, that was the one that we look at you through. You know, it's interesting. Do, what do you think the fact, the fact of the matter is, is that it's such a heavily participatory sport, meaning that so many of the fans participate and that's why there's such strong opinions about it. But people like me who don't really, I don't even like, I don't participate past the open. I don't really care about if there's cuts or not cuts. I'm just there to watch the games. You know what I mean? So I think the people you're hearing from are like some of the people that might be butthurt. It's because the fact that, you know, they have games aspirations, right? But I don't think you're hearing it from the fans outside of like maybe someone's mom or dad or coach. I, I, once again, well, I, think, I don't know. I think I'm not paying the, attention to like the, the loud ones. Like I see the loud ones and that's about it. But I'm not paying attention to a lot of them. Um, and I think that I think it's kind of swung. I'm seeing a lot of support for the cuts. Prior to this, um, uh, the, the months leading up to this, you were having a pretty strict diet of um eating avocado <laughs> is that correct it's not a diet of eating avocado uh, i'm really low carb right now I, i'm eating a very low carb diet uh high on fat trying not to be as high on protein you could unwind that and say you're trying to do keto i'm not trying to do keto it could be like someone who's doing keto is but i'm not calling it that i'm doing a low i'm just eating a really low carb diet and in how many months have you been experimenting with that? It's probably been three. And are you able to maintain that while you're there at the? Um, yeah, the yeah, Madison? yeah, yeah. It's super easy to do. It's super easy. I mean, I went on this this uh, shooting trip to Wyoming, and it was a competition that Six Hour put on. And there, like, the, there was decent food. There was really good food. Went out on the field for for. Um, breakfast there wasn't good breakfast there wasn't really good options but even on a trip like that i made it happen i i just ate the protein and i ate butter last night scud was making fun of me because last night at dinner i was eating butter just straight off the butter with my uh fork um, oh, a lot of people are gonna make fun of you for that good job <laughs> but it's not hard to do it's not hard I, i'm enjoying it and i'm performing better i feel better i uh i'm also doing it because it's like you know unity the athletes are super influential and you see how they eat and they eat the top very differently than a low carb diet. I, I talk about this as team, so this isn't new to them. And, um, they eat a very high carb diet and some of them fat high carb. And it's kind of antithetical to what we preach and 
the uh, average CrossFitter or to the average person who is worried about their health. Um, and I think, and I believe it's influential on the wrong people. So whereas the athletes are eating a really hot, high carb diet, because, because Matt eats Snickers all day. I mean, you and I should be <laughs> eating Snickers all day long, you know? And I think people think, okay, well, I did my CrossFit workout and I, I can have a Snickers now too. Now, look, I'm not sure one's eating. If you want to eat that way, fine, go ahead. But for health, just like we understand for people who need to improve their, improve their blood markers or maybe lose some weight or just improve their overall health, um, they're probably better off restricting carbohydrates. Or middle-aged Mexicans, or middle-aged Mexicans yeah. like yourself who are headed into their twilight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, restricting carbohydrates is, is a good idea for, for most people. And the, the way the athletes eat is very different from that. And, and arguably because they have to because of their volume. But the wrong people, I think, hear that message, see that message, and then try to apply it to their lives. In Matt's defense, I don't think he's doing the snicker bars anymore. Um, Dave. I don't care. <laughs> Dave, um, tell me about the first event. Have you let them know that you've been misleading them and that it's not a paddleboard and that you're full of tricks? You're making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to get a reaction from your face. I made presuppositions on purpose to see if I can figure out what prediction that you said paddle and that you want the you want the fans to assume paddleboard but that it's some sort of other paddle have you released and now i'm trying to get a reaction from your face to see if um and you're turning away your brain's thinking how you're going to handle it what 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 are we going to see that one? give us a little something tomorrow night uh we clear put out all the details for event one and what time is that at at the athlete dinner and will that be streamed live by CrossFit Games? Imagine. Uh, for sure on someone's Instagram. Do you, do you allow, will you allow the athletes to have their Instagram lives going at the athlete dinner? Are they allowed to do that? Yes. Damn. Times oh. are changing, brother. Times are changing. Yeah, you're up to date on me. It was, it was never, it was never um, not okay, right? I don't think it's never not okay. Five minutes. Five more minutes. That's how much time I have with you? Yeah. Um, when is the first event in the Coliseum that you're in? Well, for age groupers tomorrow. I mean individual. Wednesday night. And are you excited about that? Super excited about that. And which event is going to reveal the new apparatus that you haven't shown us yet? What day will that happen? Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, you yesterday you said we were talking about whether Rich was the fittest man alive currently, um, and you you brought up a very good point about um, Samuel's uh, proximity bias since he trains with Rich. But um, there's been sort of a correction. You said I think that Rich was in the top 20, and some people have said, and I haven't verified this, but that he actually finished in the top five in the Open this year. Do you? Do you, I want to ask you again? Do you think Rich Froning could be the fittest man alive right now? What do you, is is that a distinct possibility? No. Yes. Great answer. 
Great answer. Um, do you have any friends with you? Uh, a couple of years ago, I asked you if you had any friends. And you said yes, and I asked you to name some. We never got to any. Do you, so I'd like to revisit that. It's a very stressful uh, week for you, I'm guessing. Not stress in a bad way, just a lot of moving parts. I don't want to, like, give me some good shit. I don't want to talk about my fucking friends. Like, talk about the games. Just refocus. Ask me something I give a shit about. <laughs> what, do you want me to, do you want me to, you're my friend? Is that what you're saying? Like, like move on. Next Not question. at all. Not at all, buddy. I don't want, I don't want to pigeonhole you. I'm just trying to figure out if Dave Castro has any, people are interested. People are interested. There was a comment saying that because that you were, I'm going to hang up. Ask you back I, on track. Get back on track. Okay. Um, there was a comment saying, suggesting that because you didn't know Rich finished in the top five, that that somehow made it so that you weren't, um, you weren't the right person to program the games. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> why I'm the right person to program the game. Because like so many, uh, so many of the commentators, so many of the people who follow the sport, boy out over this thing. Like I, I have a very like, I don't follow the athletes like that. I'm not looking at their numbers. I'm always seeing where they rank in and um, paying that close attention. I separate myself, and I definitely don't become a fan. Um, so that, I think, is not a negative. I think that is a, a very powerful position to be in. I agree. All the time. Commentators and people who cover the sport and people come cover the game, they become enamored with things. And they, it's a talk about proximity bias. This is not a proximity bias. It's a uh, performance bias. This is a bias. And like in interviews and how they treat them and how they put them on a pedestal that they they let back get in the way of their almost journalistic integrity. I mean, we even when we were doing some of the update shows and stuff, the way some of our people would talk about these. All right, we get it. It's really impressive, but like, chill out. Like, and a lot of things that I respect and appreciate what they do and how they push the uh, envelope fanboy out over them. And, and I actually think a lot of the people who cover the sport shouldn't either. Would you, would you say that I ever fanboyed over them? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Miko. Not true. Everett. Guilty. Guilty. Uh, you, you had your significant rich. Guilty. Dan Bailey. Um, what is hey. that on? What is that on your shirt? What are you wearing? What is that? Vortex. Uh, it's a Madison-based uh, company that makes scopes for for what? Well, I want to talk, but before you go, because I know I can see you're getting your trigger finger itchy. I want to talk about what you wear during the games. In years past, um, I've seen affiliates like throw affiliate shirts down to you from the um, fans. And then you, and then you just change your shirt, and you've been um, notorious for just wearing as many affiliate shirts as possible. Are you still doing that? Yeah, sure. All right, thanks. It's been fun. Bye. And that, my friends, is the Dave Castro live from Madison, Wisconsin. I can't say how thankful I am that he did that. Um, yesterday he said we'd do it daily. I do think that I maybe rubbed him the wrong way a little bit today. 
So maybe that's the last one, but I doubt it. But I really, really, really doubt it. Anyway, thank you. Uh, we will be going live again in 40 minutes with James Hobart and Brian Friend to discuss places 1 through 40 at the CrossFit Games, male and female. Brian will tell you who's going to win and who's going to lose. <laughs>